Welcome to Behind the Scenes with Brian, the podcast covering everything from engineering, mining, and mine waste management to whatever else may be on our minds. Pop in your headphones and don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share. And now, here is your host, Brian Ulrich. Hey everyone, this is Brian. This is Behind the Scenes with Brian, and today I'm joined by Dana Bennett. Dana, how are you today? I'm very well, Brian. How are you? Uh, really well, and uh, I, I guess we should start by saying that you are the interim president of the Nevada Mining Association. Correct. And, and you are also the past president, so we'll talk about that a little bit later. But Dana, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, your education. Well, I I am first and foremost a Nevadan. I grew up here. Um, my folks uh, moved us here when I was less than a year old, so I think that's close enough to being a, a native. Enough. Yeah. Close enough. Yeah. Grew up in Reno and uh, went away to college, but came home. Sagebrush is in my blood. I couldn't imagine being anywhere else. Yeah. And um, but. Uh, I've had a, an unusual career trajectory, uh, nothing okay. straight line about it. Um, all of my degrees are in history, which I was told would make me unemployable, but it seems to have worked out okay. Well, no, I, I think you could get a job at Starbucks or something like that. They would or the mining association. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we'll get into how you got there from history degrees, but uh, go ahead, keep going. Oh my gosh. Um, so I, like I said, I grew up in Reno. Um, I lived in and worked in Las Vegas for a while. I've yeah. lived and worked in Carson City. Um, and I currently live in Elko County. So I have, we know it's a vast state, but I, I've covered a lot of it. And, so I, uh, I did not know that you moved to Elko County. It's, that's correct. I live in Midas. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And you've been there during the winters? Yes. And this last winter was quite the adventure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It, for anybody that doesn't know Midas, describe Midas. Midas is the best town in Nevada, but we'd rather you not come to Midas. <laughs> it's a very small town. It's an old mining town. Um, it uh, was founded in 1907. Um, it has never been abandoned, even though it's not quite a mining town anymore. It's much more of a recreational area. And it sits in the far southwestern corner of Elko County. Um, it is accessible only on dirt road. Uh, we're 30 miles from the nearest pavement. And um, there are 13 full-time residents and one bar. And uh, it's it's really an absolutely beautiful place. And I truly was joking. I'm always inviting folks out to Midas. I think Midas is is sort of the intersection of Nevada. It's amazing how many people have worked here, how many people have visited here, how many people are related to people who are here. Um, yeah. it, uh, it's really a great place. And we're very fortunate to live here full time. Yeah, and it's really close to several different mining properties. Uh, Close to Gold Strike, it's close to uh, Twin Creeks. Uh, there's some other properties that I'm, I'm not thinking about, but 
that are, that aren't coming to mind. Well, the Midas mine, obviously. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's the very closest yeah. one. Yeah. Well, that's that's great. How long have you been there? Well, um, I have been coming to Midas, and even though I said I grew up in Reno, Midas has been our home away from home since I was about six years old. Wow. And um, my parents retired here in 1992. Um, and then my husband and I had the opportunity to buy their home in 2019. And we moved here full time early in 2020. How far away is the closest grocery store? Is that in Battle Mountain? Well, it depends on if you are going by bird or by truck. Um, as, as the crow flies, we are closest to Battle Mountain. But mm -hmm. in terms of transportation, Winnemucca is where we go for groceries and gas and all of that good stuff. <laughs> That's about 60 miles away. Okay, so so we took a detour of of what led you from college to Nevada Mining Association. So there was there was things in between there. So what what happened in between? Well, um, when I returned to Nevada with a master's in history, somebody told me the best place to go work is the Legislative Council Bureau at uh, in Carson City with the Nevada Legislature. Right. Um, so that is pretty much where I started my career. And one of my early assignments was public lands. And I staffed the Committee on Public Lands when um, uh, Dean Rhodes was was chair, Senator Dean Rhodes okay. of Tuscarora. Yeah, and when yeah. Mike Doyle was president of the Nevada Mining Association. Um, probably many of your listeners won't remember uh, that far back. That was yeah, a day yeah. or two ago. And so that's when I started to become familiar with the industry as a modern industry, certainly as a historian, and having been around Midas for so long, I was I knew about the historical aspects of the industry. Um, but it was it was that uh, involvement with public lands policy that um, pointed me in that direction. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So, you know, there are a lot of old mining towns in Nevada, and Getchell is one of them, and you still mm -hmm. meet people that grew up in Getchell, even yep. though, I mean, I, I think of it as a ghost town from the olden days, and of course it did start a long time ago, but there are people, you know, more or less our age that grew up in Getchell. Yeah, Getchell actually has a connection to Midas. See, I will always bring the conversation back to Midas. <laughs> yeah. um, Senator Noble Getchell uh, represented Lander County, but lived in Midas, and he was one of the first um, operators to compile companies, to compile uh, uh, disparate properties. So the uh, uh. Gold Circle Consolidated Company owned the Betty O'Neill mine out by Battle Mountain and the mines here by Midas, the Rex, the Elko Prince, and some others. Um, and when the Betty O'Neill and the Midas mines uh, began to really Peter out in the 30s, um, there was a discovery that was made out by what we call Getchell now, by um, Emmett Chase, I think his name was. And he was a friend of Getchell's, who was also a friend of Wingfield's and George Wingfield's. So the Getchell mine pretty much put Noble Getchell and George Wingfield back on the map. Um, yeah. Noble Getchell moved from Midas and uh, actually moved to Reno. He never did live in the town of Getchell, even though it was named for him. Um, yeah. And that's where all their attention went. 
Mm-hmm. And now there's nothing left of Getchum. There, there's some foundations. Yeah. The buildings are gone. The schoolhouse is still there, I believe. It's still, it's on the property yeah. of Turquoise Ridge. Yeah, I think, I think so too. Yeah. Well, so we we were talking about Midas. So what, what is there to do there other than relax and have a lot of fresh air? That's certainly one of its uh, more in, endearing qualities, but yeah. folks, uh, Folks bring their ATVs out here. This is a great place to ride a quad or a side-by-side. Beautiful country around here. Um, there's uh, uh, very good hunting, very good fishing nearby. Um, it is, it's a wonderful place to relax, that's for sure, but it's also a great place to serve as a, sort of the uh, headquarters if you're headed out to do some backcountry um, sightseeing, hunting, fishing, all of that good stuff. Yeah, and you mentioned the bar, and I've been uh, to that bar many times, but in the daytime on a you know business trip, I've heard that they serve really good dinners. Is that is that still true? That is, that is not still true. Um, uh, so this particular bar has been in operation since the late 1950s and has had mm-hmm. different owners over the time. And so you're thinking about essentially the early. 2000s um, when Les and Bev Madsen owned the bar and they were famous for their prime rib dinners and Mm. having uh, I I did get to enjoy a couple of those and they were famous for a very good reason they were very good yeah yeah and then the the people that they sold to for a while served really good food as well Um, Mm. and then they sold to the folks who own it now and um, they've been rehabbing the kitchen but the kitchen is not open right now, but the bar is the bar is beautiful. It's called the Midas yeah. Bighorn Saloon. It's it's um, if you were here in the days when there were livestock in the bar, that is no longer the case. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's clean. It's beautiful. Bartender does a great job. Um, I it's a wonderful place to spend the afternoon, um, and I'll be headed there in a couple of hours for locals' night. Oh, okay. Okay, and it's just filled with character too. It is. It is character, characters and character. Both of those things. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dana, tell us a little bit about the Nevada Mining Association. What What is your goal? What 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 does the Nevada Mining Association do? So, the Nevada Mining Association is 110 years old this year. Um, it was formed. Uh, as the Nevada Mine Operators Association. And its purpose in the beginning was uh, primarily to look out for the interests of uh, mine owners and operators. In 1953, so this marks another anniversary, the organization was revamped and became what we know today as the Nevada Mining Association. And And the association welcomes as a member, any company or individual who's engaged at any point along the supply chain in the mining industry. Of course, uh, we all exist because uh, the operators are operating, um, but uh, our membership is uh, quite broad and varied. Um, There are more than 500 member companies representing every aspect of the industry from exploration through construction and operation through permitting and uh, um, planning for closure and reclamation. So we are 
we represent folks at every every spot along the way. Okay, that's amazing. Five hundred members. That's that's uh, pretty impressive. It's and when a company is a member of the Nevada Mining Association, their employees are members as well. And so okay. when you think about the number of employees, we're we're really in the thousands. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. we have members in every corner of the state, um, including Las Vegas, which is not usually first in mind when you think of a mining jurisdiction. No, but uh, they must have sand and gravel somewhere close to there. There's that. There's silica. There's uh, gypsum. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's even hopefully some uh, some gold and silver just a bit north of Las Vegas, Yeah. as well as rare yeah. earths right over the border. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you are the interim president. You came after Tyree and I, I had Tyree on my podcast a while back and a really interesting guy. I thought really very highly of him. And he took a position uh, because he's a organ recipient and I can't remember where he went, but I thought it was pretty cool that he, he had this personal tie with where he ended up. He, he has um, gone to quite an interesting um, position with Nevada Organ Donors Network, and he does have a very compelling um, personal story to tell about that. And so I know yeah. that that's something that's very close to his heart, and he's going to do a marvelous job for them. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, there was there was just something kind of magical in the him and the organization. So I, I wouldn't ever... Um, hold anything against them for leaving the Nevada Mining Association. But fortunately, you came in and filled his shoes and you knew the job pretty well because you had preceded Tyree in that position. And, Correct. Uh, yes, I, I've been president for a little over five years. Um, yeah. So, yes, I, oh, okay. I did. Five, five years. Yeah. Yeah. The learning curve was a little bit shorter for interim, which is which has allowed the board to really um, uh, be thoughtful in how they approach um, how they want to fill this position. I mean, one of the op one of the opportunities that comes with a change in leadership is the opportunity to think about the direction that you're headed, the the issues that are most important, and what what you want to achieve for the future. And so, um, the board has been having some um, some introspective conversations and getting ready to uh, launch a recruitment for a new president um, in a thoughtful manner rather than sort of, you know, sometimes when somebody leaves, it's more of a, oh my gosh, we have to get someone in right away. Yeah. I gave them the opportunity. Really, I've given them the time uh, that they can, they can take the time they need to yeah, search yeah. for the person that will fill their needs. Yeah, and that was very kind of you to come back in and, and allow that time to exist. I'm rather fond of the association. It was hard to yeah. say no. Yeah. So, Dana, just in case anybody listening think, thinks they might be interested in uh, filling that role, what kind of qualifications or uh, any traits would you think that they would have? I'm, so, you come from a historian background, and Tyree was uh, uh, is a lawyer, so two very diverse um, backgrounds. So, kind of qualifications or 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 any kind of 
um, aspects or do you think would be something that the association is looking for? Well, there are certain aspects to this role that have pretty much stayed the same across time. And, you know, we talked earlier about how the association represents a diverse group of companies. Yeah. Um, so the person who is at the, the point of that representation uh, needs to be able to communicate well, um, both a, a strong writer and uh, willing to be a public speaker. I, I used to joke that if you put three people together, I'd come talk to them about mining. Um, <laughs> and then there, there needs to be that um, uh, ability to interact with and work with an incredibly diverse membership um, and to understand the to understand the industry to understand some of the intricacies of the industry and be able to then explain that to folks who may not uh, truly understand that um, so I'm getting a little bit off of, of your original question um, the uh, uh, recruitment for the job will begin in earnest probably in the next few days. Um, PNC, Dana Prey and, and Rhonda Zuroff and that that wonderful mining-focused company will be leading that recruitment. Okay, and, good, good, good. Um, yep, so we should, you should start seeing some, uh, certainly some things you can link to. Um, but um, the other thing that, that historians and lawyers share are strong analytical skills. So one of the roles of the of the association is to understand proposals such as uh, some of the the rule changes that BLM considers, uh, rule changes that DOE mm -hmm. considers, um, mm -hmm. as well as on the state level, and be able to one work with the membership to determine a position and to communicate that position um, to to the decision makers. Um, so historians and lawyers aren't quite that far apart. Yeah, yeah. So. But maybe one of the things that was had a big impact on on your role maybe the, in the previous firm was the uh, the sage grouse and that's that's a huge thing for hunters and for mining companies and for conservationists and i think everything worked out pretty well and more or less agreeable to everybody and did the nevada mine association have any kind of role in that oh we were very much involved in that okay. um as as you know we have an environmental committee that yep. meets on a regular basis and it consists of uh professionals who work across the spectrum some work directly for mining companies and some work for consulting companies and some uh, work on their own and uh they, they bring a, a tremendous amount of expertise to a particular topic like the sage grouse. And we worked to facilitate conversations with the, um, the decision makers. Yeah. And so it's not just, you know, mining talking to themselves. We also talk to the folks who are, who are making the decisions and then who are implementing the decisions. Uh, so we were very much involved in actually both conversations, the bi-state sage grouse, which didn't have an immediate impact on, on mining, but, but might. Um, yeah. And then the, the greater sage grouse that um, uh, did take a lot of attention and probably will continue to take attention. 
because of the conservation efforts that uh, so many mine sites have launched um, for the sage grouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the fun things that was happening in your previous uh, engagement with Nevada Mining Association is this concept of a reverse expo. And I don't, I don't remember if it first occurred at Lake Tahoe or in Elko. Do you remember which, where it started? I do. It started at our convention in Lake Tahoe, and that was when Tim Crowley was president. Okay. Um, and uh, I followed Tim, and yeah. we uh, we kept that that opportunity at the convention, and it's still incredibly popular yeah. um, at the convention. And then uh, while I was president, we added the sort of the mid-year opportunity um, in mostly in Elko, but the latest one was just in Winnemucca. Okay. And again, okay. very popular. Yeah. Yes. So describe a reverse expo. So it's often described as speed dating. Yeah. Um, and operators, uh, but the better way for the description that I like better is to think about a traditional mine expo, a traditional mining expo. If you're a vendor, if you're someone who does or wants to supply goods or services to the mining industry, you, you get your booth and you set up your booth and you put out your bowl of candy and you really hope that somebody stops and talks to you about what you do. This flips that. And it's the operators, the ones who might uh, uh, be looking for a particular good or service. They stay in one location at a table and then um, selected vendors have an opportunity to give a really quick pitch. You've got I think it used to be seven minutes. It might be a little bit more yeah. to make your best and most compelling uh, argument to that um, operator why they need your good or your service, and yeah. you hope that something sparks. Yeah. Uh, so, and again, they 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 have been popular, and there have been some great relationships that have come out of those those oh, opportunities. Yeah, I would think so. I would think so. And I I always respected and almost felt sorry for the operators because it must be exhausting for them when they're sitting there and they have all these uh, people and some of them are, are probably like hyperactive puppies and some of them are laid back but you just go through you know sitting after sitting and I think they get a one minute break between uh, vendors but uh, I always appreciated their kindness and their patience to to participate you know, it, it really shows the commitment of Nevada mine operators to the success of Nevada because they do. Yeah. So many operators would prefer to contract with vendors who are in Nevada. So this is a way to help them um, do that and and to help them support to to support the 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 enhancement of a mining supply chain in state. And you're right they they listen to a lot of pitches that probably are not terribly pertinent. Um, and uh, they too are looking for that diamond in the rough or that that little yeah. spark. And um, yeah. it's they are very patient, and I do appreciate that because it's a super popular event. Yeah. So, so maybe the last thing I want to talk about is the annual meeting. It is probably the most fun annual meeting you could ever even think of. There, there are of course the the business meetings. 
there are the awards meetings, the safety awards, and then there's a lot of fun activities that are um, in inside and outside. And I think we should talk about some of those because there's some really amazing things that go on there. Well, thanks for that, because I, I think the convention is fabulous, but of course I have a little bit of a bias, but um, <laughs> the, the point of the convention is to provide a congenial atmosphere for folks in the mining industry, particularly in Nevada, to meet each other, to talk with each other, to network, um, to do some fun things together and to learn together. Uh, so it's, it's one of the reasons we don't have an expo um, because we really want people interacting with each other. And we look for um, opportunities to, to facilitate that. Um, this year's convention, we, we did shorten it just a little bit. It was starting to get a little bit long in terms of events. Um, it will begin on Wednesday, Jul July, goodness, Wednesday, September 6th, with an opening reception. And of course, at Lake Tahoe, South Lake Tahoe. Yeah, yeah. Then all day Thursday, on uh, Thursday the 7th, will be, you know, some of the business meetings you mentioned, as well as some, uh, some terrific sessions. And one session in particular is going to look at the use of virtual reality and workforce training. And oh, so there will cool. be an opportunity to strap yeah. on a, you know, one of those devices and yeah. uh, really participate in that. Um, and then, of course, uh, that evening is the, um, uh, the always popular uh, suppliers reception. Um, mm -hmm. The next day is the fun day. There's golf and there's all sorts of other activities. And then Friday night, we have combined the safety awards with the with the, that celebratory dinner um, uh, that's always been held on Friday. But we've moved the safety awards from Saturday into that dinner and we're calling it the Celebration of Excellence. And uh, very excited to really showcase these wonderful mining employees who work so hard to make sure that their colleagues can go home safe, safe and healthy at the end of every yeah. day. Yeah. Um, so it's it's going to be a marvelous event. Yeah. And so is there still uh, the poker game? I think that might, I, I'm not sure we're doing that this year, actually, Brian, I'll have to double check. I know we, yes, yes, we are. Sorry, I had to think okay. about where it is on the program. Um, it always follows the supplier's event. Okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, supplier's reception. Yep. Yeah, and then how about the dinner at the golf course? So this year is the first year in a very long time that we are not at Edgewood. And oh, okay. Um, okay. that was for reasons that weren't entirely in our control. Okay, um, yeah. So, but I'm super excited because the Friday evening event, the dinner that mm -hmm. you're thinking of, yeah. um, that where we'll celebrate the safety award winners will be held at the brand new conference center at Lake Tahoe that has both an indoor and outdoor capabilities. And my understanding is that it is just beautiful. So. Oh, okay, that's, that's great. That sounds It'll really be a brand new venue. Yeah, that sounds that sounds wonderful. And uh, so you did say there's still a golf match that goes on. Yes, yes. Yeah. So we'll be golfing at Genoa Lakes. Mm -hmm. 
And the advantage of that is that there are two courses. And so everyone can tee off at the same time rather than having to do a morning and afternoon like we used to. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Which means that everybody can get back in time for the fun stuff. Yeah. That's Not to great. say that golf is fun. But yeah. <laughs> Dana, are you a golfer? I um, aspire to be one someday when I grow up. But. Okay. <laughs> well, I was a golfer when I was a kid, and then I outgrew it, and so I almost never play golf. But it is a wonderful game, and uh, I've I've always had a lot of fun playing golf out there. I actually played with a group a few years ago that won. I tied for first, and we lost the uh, the whatever tiebreaker. But it was it was a lot of fun. It was an amazing game. Good, good. Yeah, it is. I, I think the game is a lot of fun. I will never be very good at it, uh, mostly because it does take practice and there's no golf course in Midas, oddly enough. No, um, so. no. no I, I guess your closest one's going to be in Winnemucca and then in uh, Battle Mountain. So you, yep. and there's some really nice ones in, in uh, Elko and Spring Creek. If you take the back roads to the east mm -hmm. you can get to elko pretty quickly about two hours or so depending on what kind of shape the road is in yeah 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 in the winter you don't want to go that way no no yeah so so dana we, we talked about a lot of stuff and i think i'm out of questions but was there anything you wanted to talk about that i didn't we, we haven't already discussed i think that you have covered uh most of the usual uh, topics and it's always fun to talk about the Nevada Mining Association and and of course to talk about Midas is one of my very favorite things as well and yeah, it's just yeah. delightful to uh, um, to chat with you again yeah yeah thanks so much and uh, you know Dana I hope we get to see each other before you I guess right off into the sunset and and seldom come out of Midas <laughs> Well, you're always welcome in Midas, and, and maybe I'll see you at the convention in September. Yeah, that sounds so good. Dana, I appreciate it, and uh, and hope you have a wonderful rest of the summer, and hope to catch up with you again someday. That sounds great. Thank you so much, Brian. This has been fun. Thanks, Dana. Well, that's it. I'm Brian, and this is Behind the Scenes with Brian. Until next time, keep on rockin'.